Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Us here at the SC Report could take a nice relaxing week off. Instead, we've seen our queen, beloved Queensland just get absolutely pummeled. We've seen team was dropped today. We're in lockdown, COVID spreading. Uh, it's all happening. Melbourne, the storm are fleeing to Melbourne. Who'd have thought? What a what a crazy 2021 it is. JT here, and of course, Lakey. I haven't heard you for a while, mate. Good to have you back. Yeah, it's been a better week. How you doing? Yeah, not too bad. I mean, I guess I'm stuck at home, um, accounted by trades, obviously not too affected. Um, yeah, the laptop will get a workout, but um, I mean, you've got for different kids reasons, in the house. For different reasons. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, mate. So forget panic buying. I've got three kids, five and under. So I went straight into doomsday prepping when lockdown was announced. Um, <laughs> That's not ideal. How much How much toilet paper do you have to cover the three days <laughs> and not, beyond? Mate, it's not that. It's just having the food to feed them, and I guess it's got to come back out. But then, yeah, just trying to entertain them. So I'm working, but the missus on um, holidays as well with the school. We've got the kids on school holidays, so everyone's going to be here for the next three days. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, Everyone's having fun. Yay. Everyone's having a great time. Everyone's on holiday, right? What could be better? And in the meantime, you've got to sort out uh, Super Trade Week, which has finally landed. Five whole trades. And I don't know about you, but I pushed the button basically at the start of, was it Monday last week? Yep. That we went out of, uh, well, out of Supercoach lockout into today's lockdown law. But uh, yeah, I've, I've jigged and jagged and jabbed and ragged and i finally got a team i think i'm reasonably happy with where are you um similar um i'm running low on trade so i've I've got to decide whether i want to go whole hog or or save a few but um yeah it's coming together yeah go whole hog mate uh no one ever cares about those trades at the back end right no one ever needs them no that's right nothing happens at the end of the year no one rests in round 25 and we don't struggle for teams. It should be fun. Oh, man. It's going to be a bad year. When you look at the gap between top and bottom, there is going to be some restings left, right, and center. What a what a fun time we have to look forward to. But it's round 16 time, obviously the big trade weeks. Everyone's looking ahead into both round 17, the bye week and the run home. But there is a round ahead, and it's a pretty important one, a couple of juicy matchups. So this pod, we're going to get into some of the round 16 team list uh, news. As We've highlighted them. We're not going to go game by game as we used to because we want to finish before midnight uh, but we'll talk about some of the key ins and outs there's a big one for you i'm sure you are delighted we'll then talk about just to sum up what we usually do who we're captaining who we reckon or vice captain who the wish i had player is i've got a fair few of them i'll uh spend about half an hour rattling those off and then we'll call out a flop for the week we'll have a little prediction we don't often do them on this one but we'll call out a flop i'm sure they get 200 and then beyond that We'll talk about what we're doing in this round and then beyond in terms of round 17. Obviously, that's the focus. That's the big move and week, and it's the last chance to climb up the ladder. I don't know if you're, you and I are doing okay. We've managed to scrape through 
over the last few weeks, courtesy of, I think, were you Tommy Turbo captain? Yes, it was beautiful, round. wasn't it? I was oh, actually out on the Sunday night. I didn't watch the game. So, I, I, I last I saw the Titans were winning 24-16 or something like that. And I thought, oh, I've, I've done one here. And um, mm. when I checked, when I got home, I had some messages from the boys going, great score, Lakey. And I went, what the hell happened? <laughs> Blink and you miss it. Tommy Turbo, what an absolute hero. It's going to be a tough watch for anyone who does not still own him and his 900K salary this week. What a what a tough matchup that's going to be. But we'll talk about what we're doing in advance of the round 17 by some of the moves and shakes for this week. So without further ado, let's get into the round 16 news. Our beloved Wenon has crossed the border, so there is actually no team list uh, right up on the side. I think he's just dropped the teams and, and that's it because he has smuggled himself out of Queensland and somewhere in Australia. We won't reveal where for his own safety, but Wenon's out. He's on holiday. Yee to him. Hopefully, no, gets his team. Tough in to on be the time. boss, mate. You just take holidays whenever you want them. Oh, and it certainly is. The, the inmates are still carrying the, yeah. <laughs> the inmates running the asylum. <laughs> Oh boy, it's going to be a fun one. Uh, but yeah, some round 16 news. All the Origin players, bar obviously the one major guy, that Nathan Cleary bloke, are backing up, which is almost unheard of, I guess, helped by a Sunday uh, game, a horrible game of Origin that we will never speak of again. But Nathan Cleary, the big out for this week and possibly long term. Have you got any more news beyond, I guess, the three to six weeks we've been quoted? No, it's say so I'm, I'm looking through Twitter. Um, I've had a few notifications come up as we've gone to air, um, you know, physios retweeting bits and bobs. But um, they're saying that they're hoping they can nurse him through the back end of the season. It's a tough spot to get painkillers into, so it's only going to be rehab strengthening and strapping and stuff like that. So... It's it's going to be a funny one. I, I do see that uh, I can foresee him being out for quite a few weeks um, as the Panthers are really locked in for a top four spot now. So, you may as well rest him and, and make a charge if he can get back at the, at finals time. But um, you don't want him redoing it in the lead up, I suppose. Uh, it, it's an interesting conundrum for us, though. What do we do with him now? He's like a billion dollars, um, he could mm. fund every other trade I want for the rest of the year. But if he comes back, I'm going to want him too. Uh, yeah, it's it's almost a no-brainer though, right? If he's out longer term and possibly over and above the origin period, like it's just a no-brainer. You've got to fund this side somehow. We've all got grand plans. And it could basically do it for everyone. He's, he's got to be owned by surely everyone that's still playing. Yeah, that's it. And he's owned by 58% of teams I had a look today. So it's not... Like it's it's low for what I would have thought, considering what he's been doing this year. But he, um, if he's going to be out for six weeks, that takes us through to what round twenty two, twenty three, something like that. Mm. So you're only going to get him for two or three games at the back end of the year. If that's the case, then yeah, get him, get rid of him. But the last I've heard is saying definitely out for Origin three. I haven't heard anything substantial. Um after that but that's only two weeks so if he comes back round 18 as the best case then you may um miss having him then but scans tomorrow i believe further scans tomorrow so we should hear tomorrow tomorrow afternoon thursday morning sort of thing what's going on with him and um what those scans have revealed 
Oh, it's suspect if he's out for Origin, you would imagine four days later he's not going to be able to back up. Well, that's in true. 18. Too. So yeah, it's, that- it's a it's a long time to sit on the sidelines and have that amount of cash. So I think Supercoaches don't need to overthink it. Like, yeah, it would be great to have him bang on when he returns, whenever that may be. But geez, if you can basically bankroll your side in this week of all of all weeks, you've just got to got to pull the trigger. Uh, it'd be an absolute luxury to keep him in and you're going to fall asleep at the wheel. So good luck to you if that's the way you're going. But I think uh, Nathan Cleary out is going to be absolutely the number one trade for this week. Back in some of the other news outside of Origin, key returns this week, quite a few. Uh, your boy Kalen Ponga, he's back to salvage some sort of season for the Knights. Of course, it happens to be against the Cowboys. But uh, what are you expecting from him? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm expecting him to be amazing and win us all sorts of games and score three tries and make up for all that lost time. But realistically, he's got a coming back from a groin complaint. They've given him a long time out. He was actually named for round 15 and was a late withdrawal. So I'd be keeping an eye on the team changes if you have him in drafts or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's um, I'm just excited to have him back. Our team desperately needs him. It certainly does have lacked a bit of direction uh, at the back there. So, Caelan Ponga back, and hopefully for Queensland, good news. Um, obviously, we're not going all that great, but if he can get a couple of games under the belt, or one, he'll basically have one game here uh, against us to get under the belt before he is probably named for origin. So, good news for you, I think, in terms of super coach, given the well how stacked the fullback position is, it's going to be a absolute wait and see and a luxury trade in at the back end if he does catch fire. Someone I've got my Come- eye on for... Um, and we can go on that a little bit later or next week or whatever, but someone I'm having a very close eye on. Yeah, there you go. Expecting him to not play Origin or is this thinking 18 and beyond? 18 and beyond. So, even if he doesn't play Origin, he's uh, on the bye with the Knights. So, um, he should drop a bit of cash. I think he's got a low score, high BE um, for the next couple of weeks considering he hurt himself late. But, um, yeah, he should... um, he got the Broncos twice on the run home, and we know what they give up to fullbacks. Yeah, that could be an AGC option. Mate, I reckon Kalen Ponga is, uh, to you, what what Milford is to Wilfred. It's yeah. that kind of absolute relationship. It's going to burn you at some point, and I'm sure it will happen this year if you bring him in. A couple of other names. It's probably guys that you've held on to, if anything. It's not overly Supercoach relevant, but Sam Walker. He's been named for the Chooks. Good to see him back. Could be feeding some outside backs, uh, but a tough matchup this week, so interested to see how he goes. Matty Dufty, he's back for the Dragons. Billy Kickow. Uh, never want to see your name on my side again. He is back in Mike Sivo back from suspension. So uh, filling out if you're back to Sivo in a couple of weeks ago, you're, you're kind of really uh, out of luck there. But he's back in the side. So anyone that's shorter numbers, you've got some cavalry returning there. And the big one for me, and well, maybe not a big one, but it really rules this guy out as an option unless there's something drastic between now and round 17. But Matty Tomoko has been bumped out for the returning Jared Croker, who is all... Just so far off the Supercoach radar, I don't think we can ever go back. Uh, he looks past his prime, but he's bumped out what looked like a pretty good cheapy 201k Manny Tomoko, been reduced to, well, extended bench. So hopefully Jared uh, puts something together. Would you ever consider a Jared Croker run for round 17? I'd have to show something amazing over the next couple of weeks. I wouldn't grab him for round 17. I need to see a, a fair few weeks out of him. Hmm. Absolutely. A guy that uh, may have some eyes on him for the run home because we haven't seen any of him so far this year. 
Tony Staggs. So actually the last, I should say, not on the football field, I was at Albion Park Greyhound Track on a Thursday night, as you do, for a work event. And uh, he was there in hoodie at the ATM with drawing large sums of money and uh, <laughs> not looking like he was having a good time. So hopefully he's had a couple of wins since then and he's in form and, and uh, ready to really steer the ship for the Broncos on their run to the wooden spoon. So who knows, Tony Staggs, he's been biding his time out, long wait for both injury and suspension. So he's going to come back and who knows, could be the spark the Broncos need. He was supposed to be um, all teed up for the halves, wasn't he? So he could be the Broncos' 15th half pairing of the season once he gets a name run in there. Oh, surely, because Kamaka Hunt's been bumped out now. Like it, Why not? Uh, who, who knows? Why don't you give uh, Alan Langer a go as well? Who knows? A Langer-Stags combination. I don't know what's going tonic. on at the Broncos. Like, they're starting to clear house, and there was a bit of word around today that they've um, booted the uh, health and fitness guy or whatever it is um, and then had an absolute slaughtered training session on Sunday. And, you know, guys like Carmichael Hunt and a few other boys, Alex Glenn, have picked up injuries on that Sunday training session. So that's why they're all missing this week, apparently. So it's uh, the Broncos, just when you hit, think they've hit rock bottom, they pick up a pickaxe and keep digging. Certainly do. So speaking of digging a hole, you've done this uh, going into the key outs, mate. You've done it to yourself with this one. Um, Reese Walsh, what a buy. Uh, I think it ranks up there and just didn't. I guess yours is misfortune given everything that happened and him being named in origin then injured. But uh, you've got to be sort of kicking yourself a little bit there, pushing the Walsh button as you did. 100%. Last mate. Round. Yeah. Say, so I brought him in because. I wasn't 100% on him. Um, I think I was talking to you about it and I was humming and hiring and ended up pulling the trigger because I he was looking to be a good round 17 fullback option and, and he was playing the Knights last week without Ponga um, and my boys have been struggling. Anyway, he had a, a very large negative break even. So everything was pointing up and everything, the shit just hit the fan. He ended up scoring 30 as the Knights pulled up the upset. Yay. Um, but <laughs> then picked for Origin and got hurt. And now doesn't, he may not even be there around 17. So I've just taken one of my precious trades and flushed it. Have you heard anything about him? So obviously couldn't play in Origin, pulled up lame with the, the hamstring. But is he any chance of 17? No, I'm not sure at this stage. I got... I, I haven't heard a thing. Um, I'm kind of hoping they're just taking a precaution this week and he'll get back in next week. But um, I don't know whether he goes into camp again for the for the Maroons and just get some experience mm. there before releasing for the club duties the following weekend. I'm not sure. Yeah, tough luck for Walsh and Walsh owners in Supercoach. Another name, Greg Marju. So he was a looking pretty good as a cheap. He's scoring plenty of tries and uh, looked like banking some cash. Now he's out with an elbow injury. So tough luck if you bounced on him early. Uh, who else have we got? Harry Grant, he's gone for two to three weeks. Queensland cannot take a trick. So he'll be a round 18 and beyond play. Uh, one of my boys here, a little bit of misfortune, but Josh Curran, uh, as well as you and Aiken, two-week COVID suspension uh, or isolation. So I think it brings them up to they get released on Sunday game day of round seventeen, the, but the day before, by all I accounts, believe. yeah, the sad day before, like before their Sunday mm. game. So um, I don't know. Do, the question now becomes: Do they get named on next Tuesday um, and then just straight back into the side without any training, without captain's run or anything like that? It's mm. um, it's a huge uh, spanner in the works. Do you trade him? Do you hold him and wait and see? Because um, what day do they play on in that round? 
It's a Sunday, it's so it would be it's the last game, game of the round. Day. Yeah, mm. that's right. So I think for me, because I, I own him, and I, I, not to you as well. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. So I mean, I think the easiest solution is just to keep him yeah. uh, for this round anyway, and then see if he's even named next week. That'll be the um, the, the trigger, and then you just move him on. I think uh, he's he's sort of done his job for us. Four hundred k, you can get a pretty handy buy into um, run home coverage with that. So unfortunate news, uh, him and Aiken gone for two weeks. Very awkward timing indeed. Dylan Edwards, he's out uh, injured. He's replaced by Charlie Staines. So a guy that everyone's surely by now binned. I know I did last round. And he's now at fullback where he's probably going to turn up. I, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> it's just, that's super coach, mate. The super coach gods just have a laugh. Absolutely. Matty Tomoko, as we mentioned, replaced by Croker. Tough luck for any cheapy holders, but you never know. Uh, Croker's a bit injury prone, so hold firm for round 17, fingers crossed. And still no sign of a couple of blokes. Ryan Pappenhausen, I've seen conflicting reports. Uh, I think on NRL.com it has round 20, but then the Storm are quoted as saying they hope he's back for round 18. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's a bit of a mystery as it has been basically ever since he was concussed. But uh, in terms of, I guess, Heinz ownership, that really is the the key there for Supercoach. So for me, I, I still own Nico Heinz and I'm still tempted to keep him. Um, I think he's a pretty handy cog in that storm wheel and he's getting a bit, uh, fair few points. He's got a tough matchup this week. So it would have been an easy sell if we had confirmed knowledge of when Pappy was coming back. But I think just with this uncertainty, I, I have no idea. I, I'm just keeping Pappenhausen for the ride and probably burning cash. But I mean, if, if I think you've moved him no, on. No, 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 no. I've still got no, him. He's sitting um, as my center wing one at the moment. And I'm going to just keep riding him until um, Pappenhausen's back and Heinz is <laughs> placed onto the <laughs> bench. He's a cute dude and got something <laughs> about him. Um, but, yeah, he's he's the best center wing option in Supercoach at the moment. And I think you just um, ride that wave until Pappenhausen comes back and ruins it. He... Um, and then boot him. So I, this is probably the last round we'll get for him uh, before Pappenhausen comes back in 18. I kind of hope he doesn't. I, I think the Storm should take a very cautious approach with Pappenhausen and rest him till at least 19 because um, the Knights play the Storm in round 18. <laughs> Lovely. It could be a rusty Pappenhausen, <laughs> oh, well. uh, though you never know. They maybe even ease him back off the bench uh, as he played, uh, was it last year or the year before, and absolutely killed it. So, yeah, it, it remains to be seen just where Hines fits in that rotation. But for now, I think the Cleary news kind of makes it a bit of an easier call just to hold him because we needed the cash and Nico was our avenue for it. But now that Cleary's gone and we can move him on and bank the million, I don't think we care as much about Hines shedding some cash, which he's got a 130 break even this week. So likely to not hit that, you would suspect, against the Roosters. Um, night matchup, uh, I believe, Newcastle. They've shifted the game there. Yes, so, they've taken it up yeah. to the Hunter so they can still have a crowd. Everyone else is in yep. lockdown. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, giddy up the Knights. Oh, your boys are going to be fired up for this week, aren't they? How good. Uh, but yeah, Hines, thankfully, uh, don't need to move him on. I can, yeah put points above cash in this instance. Uh, and then Josh Schuster. I've, I've tried a bit of a had a bit of a dig around it and trying to work out where this guy is. He's in every casualty report has been uh, one week away, one week away and, and all this, and he's still nowhere to be seen. So a couple of things, and this is obviously unconfirmed, but someone on Facebook saying that um, he re-injured himself um, in the rehab group at training, others saying he's not there because it's an attitude thing. Um, no idea what the go is, but 
for Schuster owners, it's a frustration, but for Carl Lawton owners, um, just keep reaping the rewards. Cheering. Absolutely cheering. Yeah. Yep. It's one of those seasons where um, we would have called it a bad play because Schuster was about to return. We've said it every week since, and uh, he's still not there. So, Carl Lawton, come on down. All right, that's the the round 16 team news. And I thought we'd do a a quick summary of what we're about to do for this round and and who we think uh, is going to flop, who we think is going to rock. So I might get it started with the flopper, I think, for this week, and that's Teddy. Um, I think he had a a pretty handy origin. He was, um, by all accounts, quiet. He still ran for 200 metres and uh, looked dangerous every time he had the ball, but there's just so much firepower in that side. It's a, it's a good time to be a Blues fan. But for Teddy, I think this is going to be yet another tough uh, NRL matchup. So I see a sort of sub-50 score potentially. Am I uh, overcooking it? No, I think that's a pretty safe assumption. They're only four days removed from Origin 2 being on the Thursday night um, and coming up against the Storm, who are killers at the best of times. So, you know, if Teddy does actually run out on game day, I think he's probably due for a quiet one. Had a big game um, in the Origin. Had, according to Wilson Smith, who, who tweeted out some scores for the State of Origin. Teddy had a ninety-four for the game for a Super Coach score. Mm. Um, so plenty involved, and um, and he was wearing it's amazing. The bag. Queensland, Queensland have become the Broncos of the Origin Arena, oh, and Queensland, they had one Bronco. Queensland Rugby League at the whole moment is just <laughs> awful. <laughs> it's just an embarrassment, but. Yeah, no, Teddy was um, spotted with the, the the bum bag on his hip in the game. So, he's obviously still carrying that hip point of injury. And, um, it you know, who knows how it um, it flares up or, or not over the next couple of days leading into the Storm game. Who's your flopper of the week prediction? Oh, I think it'll be Gutho. He comes up against oh. um, the, the, the Panthers. And the Panthers are just killing fullbacks all year. They're allowing mm. less than 40 points per game to the position um, with the highest score being um, Tom Trebojevic's 68. So, they, you know, they've just been absolutely putting the clamps on all fullbacks. And even when they had all the origin boys out, um, you know, for round 13 and then round 14 uh, when they were arrested the following week, they, they had a 54 and a 24, you know, Will Kennedy – and the Sharks beat them, and Will Kennedy had 24, and, and Dane Laurie and the Tigers gave him a pump in, and he only had 54 for the game. So they're not, they're still limiting the position. Hmm. I'm just having a look at Gutho's scores throughout the year when it comes to decent opposition. So look at round two against the Storm, 32. Uh, round nine against the Roosters, 47. And then round 12 against Souths, 67. So not a lot of uh, profit in those ranks. It's really the. Uh, poorer teams where he gets an absolute roll on. So, flat track bully, I'm sure that's been thrown at him a few times, but could be um, ringing true. I mean, I'm a Gutho owner and I just sort of sort of just put the R on him instinctively, but uh, now you're making me reconsider. But I don't know. I don't know what Penrith side we're going to get on Friday night. Um, obviously, a big Western Sydney derby and yeah, a lot of them backing up from origin uh, although it was a you know five six days before, but I don't know maybe and it was a training run. Have... It was an absolute training it run. They should be was. fresh. Mm. So I, I don't know uh, whether it even will be played at, at Penrith. I assume in front of maybe no fans, if if at all. So um, yeah, it could really uh, open this comp- contest up. So interesting call though. I think based on stats, 
you might be in the money. In terms of captain and vice-captain for this week, for me, um, I obviously can't go past Tommy Trebojevic. Um, the big caveat being, does he actually play? Um, does can play a bit of silly buggers now and again, but you'd suspect Manly, not in a precarious position, but they do need to win and uh, get a roll on into the back end. So I suspect he will play, but... Um, really against this dog side and didn't rattle anything off in the team list, but there's about 78 changes um, and it's the dogs. So it looks like they just pulled a couple of blokes off the street. (laughs) It certainly does. And everything points to just a manly route. Um, There's $7 in the betting. Um, Dogs obviously not in in good form. They're leaking a fair few points and manly are on an absolute tear. So is there anything but a 150 plus from Trebojevic this week? I own, as you said, the only caveat is if he gets rested. Say, backing up from Origin, uh, early Saturday game, he had the calf complaint during the game, so there was a bit of question marks over his fitness. But he said he's all good and and he's he's shaping up to run out. But if they take it easy with him and and sit him, that's the only thing stopping him from you know getting the captaincy. Surely, mm. is that who you're going with this week? Uh, if he was completely healthy, I wouldn't look, you know, second guess it at all. But it is the the backing up and the calf. I'd love to VC him just for those reasons, um, and to see how it how it goes. You never know what's going to happen. Maybe he he flares it during the game, or it gets a bit tight, and he just sits early. Um, I'd I'd hate for that to happen with the C on him. But mm. if he isn't out, um. Then I, because of the Reese Walsh we spoke about, I don't have a fullback, so he would be my captaincy loop option. So I'll want to have a VC already played leading into his game. Um, yeah. So, th- yeah, that's, I don't know. It's um, a catch-22 for me. There's not a lot. If you look at some of the games beforehand, so Roosters, Storm, Warriors, Dragons, Penrith, and Para, all the teams playing, I was trying to fit a VC option in there, not finding a lot of value. So a couple of the better sides coming up against each other. Um, and, and the guy I landed on for my VC was Nico Hines. Yeah. So obviously just based on how, how good he's gone this year, but it is a very tough matchup. So I really don't know what to expect. You, um, it's really turbo or nothing, what, if that's the case. Are you a Jerome Hughes owner? I am. You are. I'm very much looking at it. Also, just over the last couple of weeks, the right halves against the Roosters, 150 for Jamal Fogarty, 140 for Nathan Cleary. Yeah. So, there, there, you go. there is a very the decent- The mighty Jamal Fogarty. There is a very, very decent VC option for you. Yeah, there you go. Well, I really don't know. I might check weather and just see what sort of grinding kind of game. I know it's a bit wet up in Brisbane here. The skies are crying because Queensland have lost, but- um, if it's going to be a scrappy affair, um, a bit of rain around on, on the Friday night. So I guess maybe I'll, I'll keep that in mind. But um, it sort of just defaulted to, to Nico Hines. But, um, yeah, outside of that, the Bunnies have got a great matchup this week. If you aren't going um, a, a manly play, you can get a Tiger v Rabbitohs matchup in the very last game of the round. So a fair few would have their eyes on the likes of Cody and AJ. Uh, so that could be a very handy matchup. The Sharks playing the Broncos um, at, well, it was at Suncorp. No idea where it'll be, but the Sharks surely get the job done over them there. And then there's a fair few that we're bringing in that we'll get to for our trade-ins. But a guy like Sean Johnson, very risky play, I'd, I'd suspect, based on his form. But against the Broncos, um, yeah, print your own ticket. 
yeah, extremely risky. And if they can run up a score on the Broncos and he's goal kicking, then he's just going to be getting bonus points all afternoon. Hmm. So, I mean, it's a funny sort of turbo was uh, late in the week or something like that, that we could just um, hold off and, and see how the rest of the games fared. But it really takes the VC out for me. But I, I don't think I can bear to watch that uh, dogs game if I don't have the straight C on turbo. Um, that's it for captains, a guy that I wish I had. So I've, I've talked about these guys um, just every single week. With the Brian Tottos, the David Fafitas, the Isaiah Papalese, still don't have them. I don't know when I'll get them. Round 18, I don't, I don't whatever. Yeah. Just running with it. Uh, doing okay How are you without beating them, surprisingly. me? I just don't understand. <laughs> and you're beating <laughs> me handily too. I've had to cop it all year from the likes of you, when and everyone about who I don't have and who I've chosen over there. But proof is in the pudding, mate. I'm at a lofty 3,000th or something Must like that. Must be all those Jake Granfuls carrying you. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, you called him out in your um, great, I will preface, great article on the website and good to have some content in the downtime. But you went through all the hookers. I think there was about 78 puns in there from you and the commenters. But uh, very good article. But you lolled. At Jake Granville, 183K or whatever, and uh, in a side that's surely going to charge to a premiership tilt in 2021. How dare you? <laughs> it's just the easy pickings, mate. I just run and through the article and I thought I'll, I'll list everybody who's going to be playing in, in round 17 and came to the Cowboys and went, oh, Jesus Christ, is he actually going to be? <laughs> How, he's basement priced. Oh, he absolutely is. So, um, yeah, but I reckon for this week in terms of player that I really wished I had outside of the obvious ones, she's, um, I don't know, Will Kennedy against the Broncos. Um, it's your old adage of fullbacks against the Bronx. They tend to go pretty well so far this year. So he's going to be a, a very good buy. I think Wenin is actually looking at getting yeah, him this week. he wants to bring um, him in. And just quietly wild. against the Broncos, 98.9 points per game from fullbacks this year. The last five, six scores against them, 119, 97, 156, 156, 116, and then Latrell's 71 from about 10 minutes last round after he was rested early. So he um, mm. just, just leaking points to the position. So Will Kennedy is a, a massive shout this week um, and a, a great C option if you're really feeling fancy. But um, – mm. For me, we spoke about him before, um, Jerome Hughes. He's a guy I, I want. And uh, the Cleary news um, is possibly giving me the option of getting him in against the Chooks on, on Thursday night. We've just had a message come through um, in the group chat to say that they're looking like it's a torn LeBron, torn labrum, dislocated shoulder, and a fracture in the joint for Cleary. You, um, and you're saying you can't put a needle in that and there's going to be another scan to see blah, 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 blah. But yeah, that doesn't sound good at all. No, that's a, a lot going on. And for, I mean, it wasn't innocuous, but um, he played on through the game, I thought. And I mean, it was all done and dusted at that point anyway. Oh. But uh, yeah, Nathan Cleary doesn't sound good at all. I think just it, it's, it's too cloudy and it just sounds dangerous. So yeah, no questions. I think get him out of your side. Um, Jerome Hughes, interesting. Uh, maybe I'll VC him just to spite you if he does go large. That's the kind of bloke that I am. You are a joke. That's round 16. It, it, I am. That is round 16, and that's what we're uh, suspecting will happen this week. Who knows? We'll take a quick break and then come into all the talk, all the rage. It's uh, super trade week. We'll talk about what we're doing and some of the guys we're keeping an eye on. 
for round 17 and beyond. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. All right, it's now trade time. We've gone through 16, what we're captaining, vice captaining, all that jazz. So now we're going to talk about who we're bringing in this round. Let's just get straight off the bat with what you and I are doing, Lakey. I know we, we've fumbled around with these trade-ins and outs, and the frustrating thing is every time you want to make a change, you've got to reverse everything and do it all over again. And with five trades, that takes seven hours, and you forget, and you've got to shift people around. It's a nightmare, but... If I have a look at the trades that I've locked in so far, post-team list Tuesday, the out column, it's a, a reasonable one. Tavita Pangai Jr., uh, suspended four weeks. See you later. Stefano, done your job. Maybe some cash. See you later. Vili Kikau, did not do your job. See you later. Nathan Cleary, that's obviously the big one there. <clears throat> million plus banking or bankrolling this entire enterprise. And James Roberts, um, the Just one job on. he did. <laughs> the one job he did was score an 80 in a week where I used the loophole. So that prevented him and his usual 20s from affecting it too much. So I guess you could say that in his 100K or whatever is a bit of a win. But anyway, he's gone for round 16. In their place, Luke Thompson, Tohu Harris, Satili Tupanua, all the forwards, SJ and Campbell Graham. He's a bit of a pot option in, in centres and he hasn't gone so well this year, but maybe this bunny's run will reap some rewards for him. So I've gone the five trades. That brings me to eight for the run home. Uh, so there's nine games we've got to consider going forward. So less than one around. It's a bit precarious, and I'll probably use two as well next week, which gives six in eight for the run home. So it's a really dangerous position I've put myself in, but that's what you get for burning trades. So how many guys are you looking at for round 17 using seven? 14. It's a good number. 14. Yeah, that was before. That doesn't include Josh Curran or Angus Crichton. Uh, so I suspect neither of those will be playing. So, yeah, based on all that and all the outs, uh, suspect I'll be having 14. That's a good number. Yeah, so I think I'm – if if I can bring in a couple of guys this week and maybe one or two next week, I'll be looking similar. I think around 13. But, um, again, I've got – Reese Walsh and Josh Curran, um, also Angus Crichton, if he is there or thereabouts. But so yeah, it, it could be much much less. Um, trades for me, I am also getting Tohu. I'm getting AFB if I uh, can swing it, and uh, it looks like the Cleary news coming through has probably pushed me over the edge. So I'll get rid of him to bring in Jerome Hughes, which will allow me to go Stefano and Spencer Leniu. Get those boys out for the two for the two warriors forwards. 
Hmm, there you go. Well, I mean, not too similar, but we've got a few common names. I think Tohu is the name that everyone needs to get in. Absolutely. Just playing lock. We didn't mention that in Teamless News, but he has been moved to lock with um, all that's going on with the Warriors. So it's where he normally plays anyway, he's a bit of a rover. So I suspect his role will stay the same. He will bank points. He is just, yeah. Get him in. He's a long-term absolute gun. And so. just quietly, another trade I'm, I'm looking at, but I haven't settled on. I tweeted out about um, the round 17 center wing mm. cheapy options, one of them being Tomoko, who we've spoken about. But the other, um, Tane Milne, playing on the right wing for the Bunnies. I'm thinking um, he's only 230K, so I could go jet down to him as well. Uh, would give me another option for round 17. Playing on, as I said, the wrong side for the Bunnies, but they have a really good run. He has a negative break even, and um, he he will be there in round 17 with the likes of uh, Latrell and Gagai missing through origin commitments. So he's definitely there. If they get their full um, contingent back, if Mansour somehow makes the team, I know Milne's been named over him this week, and, and Jackson Paulo's coming back from injury. Uh, Milne could even drop out and avoid being an AE nightmare, um, but it's mm. it's that potential for him to stick around and, and score 20s and 30s is what's holding me off that trade at the moment, but he can't be any worse than James Roberts, surely. <laughs> well, he got a 14 against you guys, but that was an absolute bludger. Um of a game for, for, I guess, his side of the field. It was all going down the other. So, yeah, I mean, you can sort of write that one away. But outside of that, still gone pretty handy. So, I don't know. I don't mind that. I mean, he's a very cheap avenue into that bunny side. So, given the, the matchup he has this week and the fact they've got so much, like you mentioned, um, you got Josh Mansell, how he's sitting in 21. I don't know. Maybe the Panthers were right about him all along. But uh, Tane Milne, good to see him out and about. His name has been in Supercoach circles for quite some time. So, no, I don't. Don't mind that. It's almost a play that I'd, I'd probably hold off until next week just to guarantee that he's actually in the side. I wouldn't want your heart to be broken a la Reese Walsh. <laughs> oh, well. I just may as well throw things, caution to the wind at this stage. Love it. All right. Maybe we'll move on from that into a pretty key question for the weekend. I'm just going to throw in a, a sound bite. Let's break up our voices with... We need something for the segments, mate. Let's keep oh, them. Keep anything people. else, though? Is it anything? <laughs> the soundboard is very bad. What do we think is a good number for round for the run home? Uh, sorry. What do we think is a good number for round 17? See, I've gotten too excited. I bottled it. How yeah, many dude. players should we have for next week? You amped yourself uh, up in, with the song and, and absolutely you ballooned it. I did. <laughs> absolutely did clothes coming back on but yeah what do you reckon is a healthy number we did touch on it a little bit you and i have got i think between 13 and 14 all you know fingers crossed and everything uh, going to plan coming into next week so 14 the do you think that's a, a good number to have on a i guess a couple of reasons um we both i think loaded up or at least i did in round 13 with having a lot of players on deck and it didn't work out fair few dud scores james roberts and the like uh come to mind so that's making me wary of of having a a big contingent as well as some of the names that we're looking at aren't really long-term plays um if you're bringing in round 17 players to get a full quota uh you could be doing yourself a, a bit of disservice in the run home so grand question million dollar question what's a good number um, at this stage of the game, I think 12 or 13 is a good number. 
if they're all very quality premium type players, you know, Torhu Harris's and that sort of thing, it's much different to round 13 where you're just hoping to have some warm bodies on the field mm. um, in your cheapies uh, and then you could start moving those guys out after that. So trades are getting towards premium status and we want don't want to be wasting them on the on the cheap guys like the Tane Milnes, as I just mentioned. But um, so you, for me, I'm looking at guys that, even if they're not going to be played in my 17 week to week, they won't be an AE issue if I want to try and loop or or someone drops out or anything like that. Um, you know, 50, 60 point scorers on the bench will just be handy enough, especially in the forwards. Surely that that writes out that writes out Tane Milne for you, mate. Well, Surely, I know you mentioned they've got all the cavalry and stuff, but that's that's a huge risk. Yes, but the the other risk is James Roberts. So it's it's much of a muchness. <laughs> Do I just nuff Roberts and and take the Fair. cash? So, um, yeah, it's – so I, I think 12 to 13, 14, 15 is ex- exceptional and, you know, 16, 17 I think is probably almost impossible considering the teams that we've got. You won't want to be carrying those sorts of numbers unless you're making your team purely for round 17 to win the cash. Yeah, I mean, I reckon if you've got – what if I started with 13 trades this week? I reckon if you've got, you know, somewhere between 15 or more trades, um, you can absolutely go hell for leather. Oh, for absolutely. If you've managed to you can average, trades throughout, yeah. the, throughout the year, then then you've got them up your sleeve. Go for it, yeah. But um, mm. I know me personally, I've got 11 before trading this week. So, I'm really just starting to – think of the back end as we said i, I still got to get the in i'm looking at ponga for the run home i've got a couple other guys that I, I, i've got to bring in or or just save some trades for those inevitable injuries hmm. with a bit of luck if you target this round and you get a, a very good score you're going to go launch yourself up the rankings then if you can manage to hold off the injuries and all that stuff that always tends to happen in super coach it could be the right play um but yeah i mean we often don't think long-term in this game, but it's probably a, a good shout in terms of just thinking to that back end. I know we always get to, say, round 25 and go, Jesus, why did I blow all those trades for round 17? Why did I bring in um, Tane Milne? <laughs> just uh-huh. fast-forwarding into the future. <laughs> but, yeah, we always get, look back and think, geez, if I had to just played it a little bit safer with uh, with that and just um, almost taken a bath for that round, Um yeah, it could, it could have set you up for success. But, you know, if you've got to make a move, and I know we all like throwing darts and, and trying things, so I think if you've got to make a, a jump up the ladder, absolutely use this uh, this time to do it. I don't think you get a better chance to get one up on the majority of the competition. But then you've got to ride your luck, and I think we've seen that luck is not something that happens often in this game. No, exactly right. I honestly think if I'm going to put a number on it, I, I reckon 14 because that's what I'm going That's what you're going for. That's just the number you pulled out. Yeah, absolutely. That's the perfect number. But, you know, we saw saw like round 13 players that had 11 or 12 and they had really good players basically had the same score as players like me who had 15, 16, 17 almost. So, like, yeah, you just really need to to nail the picks that you are making for 17. Easier said than done. 100%. I went for numbers. I went for um, I went for a mix, quality and quantity in round 13. As I said, we, we've got those early cheapies, the round 13 cheapies that we could have just ridden through. But then I had guys like David Nofaluma scored 28 and James Roberts scored 21. Yep. So there was just, it was almost pointless holding the jet to that point. Um, I could have just, you know, flicked him earlier and, and saved myself the, the worry of it. But um, 
you don't want to be carrying those guys towards the back end of the year. So getting rid of them now, as you said, the Tane Milnes, it's, it's a huge risk, um, one that I may have to take um, just to get rid of the jet essentially because I don't know whether I want to be nothing at this stage. Mm. Yep. Now, I've only got one enough. So, if I'm looking around at my side, well, apart from Josh Curran, but I've got uh, Caleb Milne. You know, I don't know. I think I've seen his name in New South Wales Cup. If you could get a run for round 17, that would be fantastic. But, yeah, there's not a lot of enoughs. And it's now getting to the point where I've just got too much uh, cash and too many warm bodies almost. I need to start nothing. Yeah, that must be really hard Beyond That sucks. It it is heartbreaking. But beyond round 17, I think that's where we need to start banking some of the cash because we don't need, you know, 23 players who can play um, any week. You need to sort of whittle that down. I think for for this year, though, I wouldn't over enough just having a look and and considering, you know, the likes of Penrith, Roosters, um, Storm, Bunnies that have a tendency to to rest their players and will be coming up against some pretty rubbish opposition um, that we'll get into in a moment. But um, it could be a year where you do need a a reasonable uh, number of of good players, maybe a 21 uh, and four enoughs, just throwing some numbers out there. I think that might help for any last-minute outs or anything like that. But yeah, uh, I think it's, it's going to be a fun ride. I don't think we've ever seen a season like it. So who knows what we are in for. Next segment, let me just get... <laughs> I won't play the whole thing. I won't play the whole thing. Save that for the end. Teams that have a good run. So round 17 teams that have the best run. So I've gone through in uh, all my accountant uh, expertise and mathematical knowledge and Nerd. stats, all that jazz. <laughs> there you go. I have ranked the uh, eight round 17 playing sides in terms of order of uh, easiness of their draw. Starts off Roosters, Souths, Warriors, Manly. They are the top four. Roosters play Dogs, Cows, and Knights. So I've gone through and basically the, the shit teams I've, I've highlighted in red um, on my little screen here. The Roosters play four really shit teams and two okay uh, but still pretty bad teams in the Dragons and Raiders in their nine weeks to come. So they have a very good run, and it starts pretty much um, after next, after this week. So I think Roosters, if uh, you're thinking about bringing in long-term players, they could be a, a go, the, the likes of Daniel Tupo, and even Sam Walker. I mean, we talked a little bit about him uh, being on the return this week, but you know he could be a guy that players could start reconsidering. I know we've probably all traded him out, but Chooks have a pretty good run, followed by the arch rivals Souths. So round 17, they play us. They will probably put 70 on us. And then after that, they play the dogs. So roosters and bunnies are trading uh, shit teams with each other over 17, 18. Playing tag team, it's not going to look pretty, but uh, for Supercoach, it certainly will. Beyond that, they then play the Titans, uh, who I've got as a very bad side. They have been at the moment. They've absolutely fallen away, haven't they? Yeah, certainly have. So they play three really shit sides. And once at one side I've got here, I've ranked below them, but that's the Warriors. Um, and I, I thought I'd, I'd rank them at two if they were playing in New Zealand, but I really don't know what's what's going to happen there. That could have been a huge X factor. But um, their run home from about round 20 onwards is very good. So they play the Tigers, Dogs, Broncos, and Titans in that time. That leads me towards a guy like Cody Nicarima. Uh, just thinking about him being the sole um, gun halfback, I guess they've got now with CHT out. We all know the stats. He tends to perform a little bit better when he's not there. So he could be a guy that you, you may want to consider in the run home, having a pretty handy halfback 
or five eight, whatever you put him in, could be a, a good play to have given some of the guys around him in that spot may get arresting. So got Warriors there up there, and then Manly. So the good sides, I think you're starting to see, have a pretty good run in terms of round 17 buys. Um, they finish with the dogs and cows. So hopefully Manly is still in the fight for a top four, top eight, whatever it is, and turbo plays because, yeah. Uh, That's going to get ugly. dogs, cows, Quinella, it's, it's popping up. And I'm not, uh, yeah, as a cows fan, I don't like it, but for Supercoach, that is absolute gold. Last, uh, Frankton 5, 6, 7, 8. Uh, dogs, obviously, last. Cows, seventh. Uh, we play a, a handy run of Broncos, Titans, Tigers. Then outside of that, we're probably going to get pumped. And then Raiders and Sharks, uh, six and five, respectively. Um, I don't think too many players. Um, I think the Sharks have had a good run over the last couple of weeks. It does sort of even out. Um, they play the Warriors, Raiders, Dogs, and then Manly. Warriors, Knights, Tigers, Broncos, Storm to finish. So not a difficult run by any stretch, uh, but their run of sort of easy beat games is slowing for the time being. Uh, But I think based on that, I wouldn't be uh, considering them to have a bad run at all. Does that give you any sort of – did you disagree with any of those runs? I mean, I know we're trying to think long-term, so maybe having a look forward this far, you know, two, three months actually is a decent help. Uh, Are you looking at these sort of runs? I, I am and I'm not. As I said, the the guys I want to get um, for the run home are largely either origin players or round 13 guys. Um, so they'll have to buy in round 17 and therefore not on this list. But it definitely helps when you're looking at someone like a, um, a Daniel Tupo, um, maybe over, you know, someone of uh, Ruben Garrick, Perhaps, you know, he's goal kicking and, and absolutely tearing it up, but they've got the slightly harder draw on the run home um, compared to what the Roosters have. So that um, the Sharks, I like. I like the Sharks' draw a lot, probably more than what you've got here. They only play Manly and Storm as teams that are doing much better than them. Warriors are probably going to put them up a decent fight. Raiders at the moment are, are so few and far between. We saw them absolutely drop. Uh, a sitter um, in the Dragons game um, oh, yep. last week. Had money on it. Yes, you did. Oh, you, you were there, yeah. It was yep. another failed gambling outing. I thought, you know, $2 with 10 to go and the Raiders being up. Um, but faders, Canberra faders, why did I do it? Well, because we've, Didn't been, hate it we've as been on the drink for about 12 hours by that stage after the races. So that probably explains a lot of our gambling to that point. Didn't, uh, didn't take the loss as hard with my $20 as the guy, the Raiders fan in the corner there that got up and almost threw his glass across the room. Yes. <laughs> Emotions were flying. Yeah, but, yeah. No. But, yeah, so I really like the Sharks, uh, the the draw that they have coming up. It's just that they don't have a lot of super coach relevant players, unfortunately. Um, mm. When you mentioned earlier the Warriors too and, and Cody Nikarima in particular, he was someone I was – I was very seriously considering a round 17 option. Um, But the news now that CHT is probably coming back a little bit sooner than expected and uh, Chad Townsend's there, Um, you know. he's The Chad. The Chad, your boy for next year and beyond. So how that affects Cody's game or the team makeup or whatever else as far as the attacking flow goes, I'm just not sure. Um, I'd want to hold off and watch Cody at least this week. Um, and see how they go. 
Yeah, I mean, I'd hope that he retains the goal kicking. I guess that's, um, for me, that's why I've held off for this week, just to see how he does, as you mentioned, fit in with this rotation. I imagine Chad plays a bit of a passive role, having come uh, partway through the season and getting used to or reused to his former club and how it all works there. But I think Cody is still the main guy. Um, big thing for him, big plus is that he is goal kicking. If he doesn't, then, yeah, rule him, rule him out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, as you said, I like the Sharks as well. I think there's a couple of guys, SJ, even a guy like Talakai, I know he's been bandied around. Um, bit of a risk sort of play, but if you are sort of tossing up these cheaper or cheaper price players, you might want to uh, consider a Shark. Uh, yeah. I know they're not the most flavour of the month. When, when's thing. Wade Graham due back on the Talakai front? Well, yeah, again, it's a Pappenhausen kind of situation, right? Like it was four weeks straight off the bat. So who knows what that turns into given his history with concussion in the game and, and all that. But, geez, it could be a tough road ahead. But, again, that's that's why I guess Talakai is a risk. So, uh, But anyway, we'll, we'll get to him in the uh, couple of players of interest that we've got. So I think really Roos and South lock him in. I think that's uh, basically what what these uh, – So you're saying line is to get Tane Mill. Is that what I'm reading into this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying he, they will play so well that they will rest all players. Josh Mansell will come back and uh, score an absolute mozza. So there's your Tane Milne risk. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I still want him, like, for your sake and giving the, your bad luck with Reese Walsh, and because I'm a nice guy, I reckon, yeah, our fingers crossed for you, mate. He's going to turn up against us in round 17. All right, let's go into some of the players of interest that we've got. And I know the last pod that we were on, we did go through in detail, position by position, and some of the players uh, that we fancied. So we'll make it a bit more of a streamlined version this time and list some off. I've ranked them. You haven't, so you can just tell me if my rankings are shit or not. But first... It's been two minutes since I've heard that. I was starting to wonder where it was. Absolutely was. So I've basically got the same list that we read out uh, last time we were on air. But second row forwards, let's start with them. I've ranked the top four that I like in this position. I reckon these are all buyers if you can get them in. Tofu, oh, Tohu Harris, shouldn't use nicknames, CHN, Corey Harawira Naira. Number three, Satili Tupanua. And number four, Kian Kaloa Matangi. I've got some other options if you're really wanting to pot up, and that's uh, Britain Nakora. But he majorly flopped against us last week and has not done much of note at all. If you like the Sharks run, as we mentioned, he could be a goer. So those four names, I've ranked them uh, in order of, I think, urgency in terms of getting them in. You don't need to get them all. I won't be bringing in Koloa Matangi, but I've got the top three there, and that's Tohu, CHN, and Tupanua. I think they're uh, long-term holds given how they've been playing and the sides that they are in. Do you disagree? No, it's hard to argue with that, all three. Are putting out good numbers and Tupanua in particular has some high attacking upside. So I agree. Hmm. That's good. I know you do have to consider Dave Fafida in your second row uh, molds. I know it's pretty stacked. If I look at mine, my cheapest player at the minute is Josh Curran. So uh, depending on where he lands next week, it's going to be a tough one to, to squeeze um, Fafida in there because it's uh, basically all second row onlys. All my dual players are up in front row. So a bit unfortunate, but uh, for me, I think it's a Pretty good position we've seen so far this year to attack for round 17. Any other names I haven't thought of? No, nothing that I can think of off top head. It's a pretty um, limited in round 17 options in the second row this year. 
Certainly is. Uh, for this next position, halfbacks, it's a bit of an interesting one. Um, given the news with Nathan Cleary, we had two names only last time we did this, and that was Cody, number one, and SJ being number two in terms of our trade-in targets for round 17. I think, based on what you've said, if you don't have a Jerome Hughes, uh, really could be a, a good week to bring him in, um, given how well he's performing and the fact he's at the storm and, and all that, all the good stuff there. So I think you really need a gun, absolute out-and-out gun, backup half back option with Cleary being out. So, I mean, if you don't already have Hughes, we'll consider you to be the outlier here. Um, I've gone, well, I had Cody down as number one here and then followed by SJ uh, and then other option being Sam Walker, sort of a pot option depending on how he goes uh, coming back from injury. But Cody one, SJ two, that's the way I've, I've gone. Um Weird though, because I haven't actually traded in S. I've traded in SJ this week, and I'm looking at Cody next week. So whatever, <laughs> so science isn't great, but uh, that's where I've gone. Do you disagree? Yeah, I'd personally flip him. As I said, I like. There's a bit of a few question marks over Cody for me. Wait and see, and blah 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 blah. But um, I like the Sharks run and SJ. I think he's getting confidence off that Achilles injury, and he's starting to find his feet mm-hmm. again. Yeah, I mean, that, that was the thing for me that Cody's, uh, when he has been on so far this year, has scored very well. Um, I'm not sure how many tons he's gotten, but I know he's been less rocks and more diamonds uh, than he usually is so far this year. So maybe he's um, bucking that trend of old, but uh, just having a look, he's got three tons to his name. So he's got the runs on the board, whereas SJ, we're kind of just hoping he does uh, explode. And you'd imagine this week against the Broncos is a good chance. But yeah, still just not seeing the scores we would normally expect from SJ. But as you mentioned, Achilles, we've got to consider that. It's a pretty nasty injury to come back from. Um, for round 17 anyway, I think that you've probably got to have one, if if not both, depending on how your halves and five eights are stacked up. I think these are pretty valuable options for 17. Yeah, yeah. So it's... Um... If if you want to have a halfback in round 17, you know, outside of the Sam Walkers who probably everybody got when he was cheapy and, and possibly has retained, those are your two best options. There's there's mm. no one else. You're not going to grab uh, uh, who plays for the dogs at that stage. It's just, as I said, it's, it's so few and far between with these teams as far as super coach options go. It's really limited as to what you can get. The best probably players you would think on the uh, you know list of of teams would be Luke Keary who's also out and Daily Cherry Evans who's in origin um and also terrible mm. um <laughs> but you know Adam Reynolds is there as a, a possible couple week play if you really wanted to go down that that route but then again he's been bandied about to replace Cleary in origin so it's it's there's not many options yeah, I, didn't, I haven't even thought about that, actually, who would be his replacement. So, does that mean, if we just move, segue on to the 5-8 spot, that my one name down here, Cody Walker, could be in uh, the potential frame for Origin? Could be, could be. And, I, again, I tweeted about that today, and it's a worry. It, you know, it, the logical thing would be, you know, White and has been playing in the 14, so he's a half. And oh, that's – I absolutely agree. And Logic. Put him up and blah, 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 blah. But um, Jerome Luai, Jack White, and, and Cody Walker are all left-side halves. If they want a right-side specialist, they, they may go somewhere else or they may just shift one of those boys over. Um, Luai has played on the right for club this year, so, you know. But does then Walker end up in the 14 if, if White is promoted or does Gutho end up – in the 14 and it saves Cody Walker. It's it's 
it's a scary proposition for Cody Walker owners, unfortunately. If New South Wales played with 12, would they still win? Oh, probably. it'd probably only be a 20 point game. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, I mean, it could happen the way that PBL four was going this year. Everyone's playing with 12 at some stage. Yeah, it's it's uh, not uh, not an ideal spot for the Origin Arena for Queensland, but for New South Wales, they can basically do what they like. So if they do want to give Cody a reprieve, it's, it's probably a good time to do it with no pressure on or anything like that. Mitch Pearce, why not Mitchie? Uh, oh, you know, just throw him in so he can raise the trophy. <laughs> there you go. Get Gal back, all those long-suffering guys, Hindy, whoever, whoever else. There you go. So for for me, five eight spot is um, either Cody Walker or probably no one. Tom Dearden, um, obviously Cody. Oh, there you go. Uh, we didn't talk about him, but yeah, Tommy Dearden, the mighty Tom Dearden, try scoring form that he's in. Other options, obviously, being Cody or SJ. So if you are running short at five eights, maybe it's a good spot for one of those. So you could have. Cody at uh, halfback and SJ at 5'8", or vice versa. Handy jewels to have. All right, I'll leave you with this one, mate, because your article during the week obviously was all about hookers and you ran the gauntlet on all of them. So if you want to rank in uh, your order of preference for this um, pretty dark hooking spot. Yeah, it's not great by any means. As I said, I went through everybody, but it's still... It's still pretty bleak, unfortunately. Um, Everyone's shit. Okay, who are the good ones? Anyone. Good ones. Give me a name. Um, the Cheese. He doesn't even play. <laughs> He's great. <laughs> um, Jesus, it, you've put me on the spot. Uh, I guess Jeremy Marshall King is an interesting one playing for the Dogs. He is averaging roughly 50, but it's you know, sort of at the top end of his scores. Josh Hodson, I'd probably put way up there. He's got the number nine back at the moment. He scored a couple of 70s over the last couple of weeks. Um, One of those, was it last week? He only played 66 minutes and scored a 70 uh, or something like that. But he's really wrestled it away from Tom Starling now. Um, Seems to be trying to prove something more than anything mm. else. Um, but, yeah, as, as I said, the names on this list, you, you know, you've got Victor Radley, you've got down here. He should be back, but then he's had his suspension cut, I guess, for want of a better word, because of the two origin games factoring in. And if they factor in because he was going to be selected, does he get selected for game three? You would, mm. you would think he should if he's... Um, suspension has been reduced because of those origin games, his club suspension, I should say. Um, he was supposed to be out five weeks. He's missed three club games and the two origin games. Um, the sh- Foz. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's an interesting one. I, I keep forgetting about him because he's actually playing 5'8", but Kieran Foran is available at um, hooker. Negative 37 break even thanks to a massive score last time out against the Titans. Uh, just over 300K. So he's not going to be a guy that you want to pick up and run with on all the way home and, and play him every week or whatever else. But if you've got the trades there, bring him in. He'll he'll do a job for a couple of weeks and make some cash. Then you can just flick him to maybe a Harry Grant. He can be your your bridge there. Mm. He's number nine most traded in player so far this week with 3,000. Guys, so- you know, super coaches love a chasing points trade. Mm. I mean, you look at his form line, is it that much worse than, you know, uh, Connor Watson, a uh, uh, Jaden Braley over the last 
few months. I mean, it's it's much of a muchness. Um, I don't know. It's late in the year to be grabbing guys with negative break evens in the hope that they're a cash cow. But Kieran Foran, handy potter to have over round seventeen. You never know. It's a strange old season. Sometimes the most obvious call is the right one. So I don't know. It's a, I think to sum up this hooking spot, uh, probably just wouldn't bother i wouldn't um let's say the best options are all either origin guys or um uh round 13 players um so you got your brayleys your reed marnies or monies if you will who uh he's out at the moment hurt obviously and we don't know when he's going to get back harry grant is hurt um cheese is killing it but won't be there for round 17 and you can play him in second row as well blah 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 I'd be stacking my two spots with with those sorts of names rather than getting someone in just for two weeks who could score you a, a 50 or 60 as, as sort of looking at top end. Agreed. Uh, fullback, let's move to them, uh, third last position. Uh, no real standouts. I've got Will Kennedy, number one, followed by Roger Tuovasa Shek, and RTS is obviously pending whether Reese Walsh is back. If he's out on the wing... Wouldn't go near him. But Will Kennedy, the interesting one for me, I know, as we said, Wenon's bringing him in. It'd be really, if you didn't have the money to go uh, buy a Tommy Turbo and you're just over it, maybe target the matchups that Will Kennedy has. I don't know, he's been a bit of a standout so far this year, quite achiever. So maybe Will Kennedy could be the the pod, uh, should have a handy score over the round 16 and 17 weeks. So beyond that, uh, might be looming trade-out target, but... He's a, he'd be one of those pure round 17 plays um, by week and, and then forget beyond that. But I don't know. I think his scores are, you know, hold their own in a pretty, obviously, a very tough spot in terms of his peers. But Will Kennedy so far this year has really surprised. Oh, absolutely. He's been quietly going about it too. The only games he's in, he's averaging 63 a game, and that's only brought down by two games against Penrith where he's had four points in 80 minutes and 24 points in 80 minutes. But outside of that, you know, his lowest is 44 back in round three against the Eels. And um, other than that, he's, he's getting 60s for fun and he's dropped a couple of tons along the way. He's, mm. uh, yeah, a quiet achiever. Yeah, 80 break even this week, but against the Broncos, he's going to clear that by at least 18.8, whatever is the stat. So uh, could be a, a safe um, grab for this week if you need it. But I think um, similar to, or not really similar to Hooker, where we don't have a lot of options, I think for fullback, it's so stacked that tinkering with it now at this stage of the year, given the caliber of players we got in and around that spot, it's just um, yeah a recipe for disaster if it doesn't go well for Kennedy in the next two mm. weeks. And, and I guess an option for anybody out there, if I can, I'll steal the segue into the next one. Um, so there's a lot better options in the center wing um, position. Mm. And uh, Alex Johnson is available at fullback. So he could be an option that you could get into the fullback position, play a bunch of other guys in your center wings, and you can flick Johnson up into your center wing um, to replace him with a gun fullback for the run home. Yeah, no, not a bad option there. I think um, given the way Alex Johnson's going, that's um, yeah, very easy play and you can don't need to avoid trading him out as you would with a Will Kennedy, I'd suspect. So, no, 
quite like that if you can uh, make the moves work. Um, Given you segued, how about we go into center wings? I reckon it is that spot to target. Um, just It can be just so profitable getting someone in for round 17 who just falls over the line. And beyond that, either doesn't turn into an AE nightmare like Tony Milne most definitely will or continues to play in a, in a pretty handy side. So obviously we're targeting, targeting the roosters and the bunnies in that regard. So I've I've ranked all these guys in order of, of price. I don't know if I wanted to go through all of them, but how about we start at the most just shock result so far in season twenty twenty one, and that that is that Ruben Garrick is seven hundred twenty nine k as a break even of ten playing the dogs this week. Um, Could be anything. what's going on. Yeah, dropped one hundred and fifty six against the Titans casually. <laughs> um, and oh. he was on single digits at halftime. I think. Yep. That is the big worry with Garrick because he will stand out there and do nothing and then out of nowhere we'll get three tries. Was it round two or round three this season? They were talking about dropping him because he just wasn't performing. Mm. And now he's the the top pure center wing in the game. Um, Just goal kicking in a very potent attacking side. You know, Turbo made this team essentially a top four team um, if he was there all year. And he's putting points on the board through himself or through try assists. And and Garrick's been a big benefactor of that and, and goal kicking to boot. So really boosting his scores for um, with freebies. So mm. he's not a bad play by any means, averaging 79, 80 points on the year, um, killing it. So a sustained run of very good scores. But he does have uh, a down week in him. And, um, mm. it will, I mean, 22 earlier on, 33 against the, the Panthers, uh, a 40 against the Panthers as well. So they're against the good sides. That, and, and as you said, Manly has a decent run home. So he, he could just keep this up and and put on some monsters. He's at 9% ownership, which, you know, for a center wing who's 730K and has been building for a long time now, uh, you'd suspect that would be up a lot higher. But I think most people like like you and I are just shocked at the name. Just hesitant, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just waiting it's, it's- for the balloon to pop. If you've got the cash, why not? Because, I mean, that's the only thing is his price tag is so high now and it's just climbing. So, I mean, that's the big thing. If you can find the cash to bring him in, he is almost a no-brainer just how they've been going and the fact Turbo's in the form of his life. So, I think Ruben Garrick, a possible luxury trade, but will be a very good body to have. You actually make 100K if you wanted to boot Hines to him. Mm, There you go. Uh, Why not just get both? I think points between two of them would be great. Certainly would. I'll, I'll rattle off these names. Stop me if you hear a name that you'd be um, feel like it wouldn't sit in your round 17 side, like you wouldn't be bringing this guy in for whatever reason. There's, there's obviously too many names and we're not going to bring them all in, but rattle them off. Uh, Alex Johnson, 663K, playing Tigers, break even a 43. Jesse Raymond, 534K, playing the Donks and break even a 99. Daniel Tupo, 523K, playing Storm, break even 110. Campbell Graham, 475K, playing Tigers, break even 26. Mulatalo, 471, playing Broncos, break even 21. Joseph Manu, 471k, playing Storm back at the centers and break even a 42. Matakavalu, 454k, yeah. playing Storm and break even a Probably around jo- Joey Manu is where I'd, I'd draw the line there. Okay. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen with Mulatalo and this eligibility mess, whether he's there <laughs> playing Origin round three or not, but that really juicy matchup for the Broncos. But he's not a guy you want for the run home, I don't think. Um, decent, what, fifth or sixth center wing? Perhaps mm. if you want to have some depth in position, can put on some big scores and the Sharks 
He's playing on the the preferred side of the field, I believe. Is he on SJ's side of the field? Correct me if I'm wrong. Sure. No, yeah, I got no idea. Don't, <laughs> don't watch the Sharks. <laughs> SJ gets everywhere but, on that um, field. He'll be right. Joey Manu, uh, it's a tough matchup with the Storm, regardless of their origin players being available or not. Um, mm. It's Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one. He will play fullback, obviously, with Teddy not there. So, that's the big round 17 play. Beyond that, I agree. I think he's not a hold. No. But um, if you're playing a, a guy that you want to heavily target just for round 17, I'd still reckon he's in the conversation. In consideration. Not, like, in but as, as a fullback, um, even as in a halves, he's an absolute gun. But in the mm. centre, he just goes missing far too often for mine. Yep. Matt Cavallo, we mentioned 454K, uh, beneficiary of a lot of Sam Walker brilliance. So, uh, we'll get a bad score every now and again. Next couple of names are some Raiders. Jordan Rapana, 426K, playing Titans this week, break even of 78. And Bailey, big Simon star Simonson, 385K, negative 11 break even. And playing fullback, not <coughs> sure how long uh, Nicole Klukstar is out. I think but he's those two names. Yeah. Um, there you go. If, those two names. Yeah. Uh, JR was someone I was keeping an eye on uh, a couple of weeks ago, but he's re- like his 60s and 70s that he was getting at the start of the year are gone. He's now looking at mm. the 40s on a good day. Um, and the Raiders just aren't putting it together for whatever reason. So I think he's probably can be left behind. Bailey Simonson's interesting. If you've held him, you're laughing. He's um, playing fullback. He can put on a massive score from there. As he showed against the Broncos, he destroyed them. Um, not so good against the Dragons, obviously, but you just ride this out for a couple more weeks and take the cash rise for what it mm-hmm. is. I wouldn't be getting Great. it, though. Uh, last name I've got here is uh, CSC Vitalikai. So, 337K, not kicking on as we expected, but it gets another go at um, Wade Graham's second row spot. So, against the Broncos, could score a try, whatever, but long-term hold, question marks? Question marks, yep. There you go. Moving back, is there anyone now before we go to the final front row forward rotation, anyone in the center wings we've forgotten? Uh, no. So, you've got your origin guys, obviously, Matt. Uh, well, Wenon's boy, DWZ, he's now at the oh, um, at the Warriors, averaging 57, but he's going to be playing on the wing for the Warriors, so it won't be the same. No, it will not be, but I hope, as I do for Tane Milne and you, I hope for Wenon's sake that the, the boy tears it. He deserves it after what he's gone through. Yep. He does. Uh, good on your Wenon, holiday Wenon it is. Finally, front row forwards. I think for this one, there's a couple of no-brainers, and this is an easy one to target for long-term holds because the position is not very deep. Uh, TPJ being out for four weeks, I think it is, definitely means he's a must-get-rid-of. Uh, so, names for round 17, Luke Thompson, Marty Tapau, and I've just lost it here. But uh, what do we got? Fanua Blake, your Fanua boy. Blake, yep. So those those three, top three, uh, I think looking elsewhere could be a little bit, um, yeah, luxury. The likes of Ryan Sutton, who may rely on an attacking start or two. I think those sort of guys are the three players you could comfortably carry uh, in the run home, maybe surrounded by an Isaiah Papali, who I'm sure to get in the near future. Disagree mm-hmm. with any of those? Not at all. Not at all. The only other guy I would sort of raise as a question mark would be uh, TKO. Um, but again, fallen away a bit. He Did he get binned in the last game, which led to his 46-point score? 
Um, do I remember that correctly? Uh, I think so. Um, yes. But sure. yeah, playing Melbourne, he's got the starting prop spot back, but he's not goal kicking anymore. So he'd be my fourth one on that list. Um, Marty Tapao's been killing it. Luke Thompson's been killing it. Who, but he also suffered a, a sin bin last round. And um, Fanua Blake, we know he's a, a beast. He's a, a you know a premier front rower in this game, but been injured all year. You've got here. He's four sixty six. He's not. He's four six four eighteen k. Um, so he's only a stone's throw away from a Stefano. Hmm. There you go. I mean, it's a decent enough position, I think, for round 17 and beyond. It's going to give you some handy week-to-week points. It's not um, outside of a Zap happily a profitable one by any means, but there's enough spots in there, unlike a hooking rotation where you can target it for round 17. And I mean, I don't think you can really miss looking at some of those names. They're reliable. They're good. Um, All right. I reckon that sums it up for round 17 and some of the guys we're targeting. Um, One player who I thought I would mention... Um, because I, I cannot believe I haven't mentioned a cowboy all uh, apart from Jake Granville. Who'd have thought? Jason Tamalolo. I was mm. tempted to, to pull the trigger this week. I, I just, I just cannot believe he's so far off uh, the frame that we're not even considering him for the bye week, which is usually his biggest week. His hugest week, and he's someone I had penciled in for this round, but the game. Uh, against the Sharks, I believe it was, mm-hmm. your round 15 game. Um, scored a 54, which is decent enough. It's just sort of over his average, but he got a line break in there. So it, um, he's just, for whatever reason, he's just all off the pace this year, uh, whether that's the rotation or the game plan or, or you know, he just couldn't be fucked because of the new coach. Mm. Um, Going to correct you there, mate. He did not have a line break. His sole line break was against the Broncos well, in that uh, match-winning try. He was, uh, yeah, pretty ordinary against the Sharks. Again, they're just the rotation's killing him. He's coming off when we're still in the contest. When he comes back on, we're just chasing points. and doesn't help. So, Lolo, give him one more week. Give him a watch. And uh, who knows? Maybe we get drunk enough to bring him in. Uh, yeehaw, up the Cowboys. All right. That's it for round seventeen. Well, we're out round seventeen chat. We've still got round sixteen to play. Like what a what a couple of weeks in Supercoach and NRL it's going to be. I can't wait, mate. It's going to be awesome. Nothing else to do when you're locked in the house with kids, mate. Looking forward oh, to it. Like you have a. I'm going to be blind <laughs> on Thursday night. You count on it. Oh, mate. Have a uh, splendid weekend. Keep sane. Keep healthy. Hope Tony Mill works out for you. And all the best for next week. Yes, and to all of our listeners too. All the best, guys. Stay safe in these um, uh, COVID times. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.